Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the Fox Sports app and at foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. There's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. That is here. I will get to the Warriors and what's going on with them. And let me say, after being around them a lot lately, I have a lot of insight to share. But it won't be in this episode, as I might have promised in the previous or at the end of the previous one, because... I have to address the situation that happened with Giannis Antetokounmpo after the Milwaukee Bucks 110-102 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers Friday night in Philadelphia. Now, I'm already a couple of days late getting getting to it, but I figured get to it now. For those who aren't fully aware of what happened, here's a full synopsis. Giannis went out to the court after the game to shoot free throws after missing nine of his 15 attempts in the loss. Completely understandable that he would want to do that. And something I've seen plenty of players do, whether it's missing a lot of free throws, a key free throw, or simply having an uncharacteristically poor shooting night from the field overall. Now, apparently Giannis has a routine that it just so happens my daughter does as well, which is to make 10 free throws in a row before he's done. She gets through it pretty quickly. Usually hits 10 straight, we can get out of there. Rarely do we have to start over. Anyway, I don't know where Giannis was in his, but uh, or how many times he had tried if he had hit seven in a row, but uh, that's where he was. And he would have got the routine done without incident if it weren't for Philadelphia 76ers forward Montrez Harold, who apparently came out onto the floor after the game to get some extra work in as well. Now, Montrez only played five minutes. Just one reason why he would come out, although most times that just means guys get in some cardio. Uh, they go to wherever their fitness center is in the arena. 
But Montrez also had issues at the free throw line, going one for four. So I'm assuming he came out to shoot some free throws. Now, as I said, Giannis had made seven in a row when Montrez appeared and took his ball and wouldn't give it back. I'm not making this up. (laughs) And it sounds silly, but that's exactly what happened. And Giannis pleaded with Montrez, like, dude, give me the ball back. I've only got three free throws left. And Montrez refused. No, you're not shooting any more free throws. Not here. So Giannis finally goes back to the locker room. And he comes back, this time apparently with two balls, thinking, okay, if another sixer shows up and wants to pull this act, uh, (laughs) he's not going to be able to steal both of them. In any case, he comes out with two. Now when he comes back, though, the crew that breaks down the floor had a huge ladder directly in front of the basket. Giannis went up to the people and explained to them what he was doing and still needed to do and asked if they could move the ladder. And the crew refused. And long and short of it, Giannis finally took matters into his own hands and he pushed the ladder to the side. Now, the ladder being as tall as it was, and we're talking about like the height of the backboard, enormous ladder, and with it having rubber feet on it to keep it from scratching the floor, when he pushed it, it didn't slide. Uh, It caught, the feet caught, and it tipped over. Now, someone caught the interaction with the crew and the ladder tipping over on camera and put it out on social media and portrayed Giannis as a bad guy for not letting the crew do their jobs and throwing their ladder in a fit of anger. That's how it was presented. And Kendrick Perkins of ESPN took the bait. He put out on Twitter, Twitter Giannis is full of ish for this. He used a different word, but I won't use the word because I believe this uh, this podcast has an, a clean rating and I'm not going to waste it on something as simple as that. In any case, Perk's, Perk puts out there, Giannis full of ish for this and puts three exclamation points and then adds real talk. The truth? Perk is full of ish. His reaction, which I assume was strictly off seeing the video, was, first of all, woefully misinformed. I'm going to assume he didn't know the whole story, but even without knowing the whole story, he was wrong for that tweet. It wasn't real talk in any way, shape, or form. Not for someone who played in the league. Not for someone especially who played with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Rajon Rondo and Russ Westbrook, just to name four, all of whom would have done the same thing if they had a free throw performance like Giannis had that clearly cost their team a game. They wouldn't have stopped their routine and walked off because the breakdown crew decided to be difficult or an opposing player. And let's be clear, the breakdown crew 
was being difficult, obstinate. Allowing a player, any player, to finish shooting three measly free throws isn't an inconvenience to their night. I've been in the arena long after games. I know the routine. I was just at a Santa Cruz Warriors G League game. Yeah, I'm like that. 45 minutes after the game ended, there were three Santa Cruz players working out on the court. Jace Johnson was on an exercise bike. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was doing ball handling drills with a trainer. And another player whose name slips, slips my mind at the moment was pulling a sled up and down the court under the watchful eye of another trainer. There were no opposing players out there, but let's face it, it's the G League. Guys, they're getting on the bus or the plane or whatever and getting out of town. Uh, But if there had been, no one was going to prevent that opposing player from getting some shots up or getting a workout in. And there was a cleanup crew working in the building, the Santa Cruz building. The Philly crew had just started their shift. They were going to be there for hours regardless. Stepping aside for two minutes or finding something else to do for two minutes to let Giannis finish wasn't the major inconvenience I've seen some try to make it out to be. Save me this Giannis was disrespecting these poor minimum wage workers who have to have double shifts and uh, got the graveyard shift and he was keeping them from finishing their job and they just want to go home and eat dinner and kiss their kids. Stop crocodile tears pure and simple you're just trying to make him out to be a bad guy and creating an image and creating a situation that didn't really exist there was one person at fault here and that was Montrez Harrell if he hadn't decided to be a knucklehead Giannis would have finished his routine and been on his way and there never would have been any interference with the crew Whatever issue the crew had with starting its job, Montrez prompted it. Now, I don't know if Perk has apologized to Giannis and called out Montrez now that the whole story is out there, but if he hasn't, he's wrong for that too. That What Montrez did is some high school hairy stupidity. Depriving an opposing player from getting in a little extra work. Teams share their facilities all the time. I mean, in one way, I'm not surprised. It's Philly. If there was any place, you kind of expect it would be Philly. But it's called professional courtesy. As a competitor and a pro, you don't deprive Giannis from working on his game any more than he would deprive you. Because it's a job. And if you want to put in extra time on your job, people aren't going to lock you out of the building. You respect someone who wants to do that work. And Perk, as a former pro, certainly should know that and respect that. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Never mind that as a pro, he should be able to empathize with a fellow pro who had a rough outing and wants to get it out of his system before he gets on the team bus. I'm sure he's had that feeling and experience as well. Perk is wrong, as is anybody else who jumped on Giannis, on this count as well. Giannis has earned the benefit of the doubt more than anybody other than maybe Steph Curry that I can think of in the league. Giannis has been, without fail, polite to everyone he meets, no matter what their station in life. He is the epitome of humility, despite being a superstar. He's not arrogant or mean or condescending. And you know why? Because once upon a time, he was one of those workers selling watches and women's handbags on the street in Greece, looking to help his family make ends meet. He knows all too well what it feels like to be looked down upon. Nothing he did up until Friday night would suggest that he'd mistreat anyone because they happened to have a job more menial than his. So what are the chances that he would do it Friday night? I saw other knuckleheads on social media, no doubt emboldened by Perk joining their cause, try to claim that this shows Giannis isn't the humble superstar he's made out to be. I don't know, but I suspect some of those ripping Giannis or the same people defending Kyrie Irving as someone who is just seeking to be his own man and is being unfairly treated for refusing to get vaccinated, which, not to get off on a tangent, It was never about protecting people as healthy as Kyrie, but protecting those who are not healthy by eradicating COVID as quickly as possible. Kyrie wasn't taking a stand for the less fortunate. He was choosing to do something that was selfish. Selfish as far as making him unavailable to help his teammates. Selfish for taking a stand that endangered others. Those who want to say the vaccine endangered the health of the vaccinated Show me where that's happened. Show me a player who isn't able to play because he got vaccinated, whose health has been compromised because he got a shot. Please hit me up if I've missed one, because I don't think I have. The payoff for consistently doing the right thing is that when it appears someone did the wrong thing, we reserve judgment because it's not like them. Even if someone consistently does the wrong thing, the most fair approach is to reserve judgment. But it's far more understandable if anybody doesn't because of their history, because of their track record. As for Giannis's free throw issues, it wasn't, as he said, that he just missed a lot of shots that particular night. His free throw form against the Sixers was completely disjointed. He was bending his knees, then straightening up before starting the upper half of his shot. He was consistently short, even airballing at least one of the free throws that I saw because, well, it was simple. He was back on his heels and he was shooting with his arms while leaning back. 
LeBron often falls into the same habit. It's a disaster waiting to happen, especially in a game where Giannis was matched up against Joel Embiid, who had at least a, what, 50, 60-pound advantage on him? Battling Embiid for position assuredly wore Giannis down more than he normally would have been against most other opponents. That's when you need your all-in-one motion form to compensate for the fatigue. And I didn't check his feet, but I would bet his stance was a little narrower than it should be as well. Because a wider stance forces a shooter to start lower and makes it harder to stand up straight before you start your upward motion with your arms. It's one of the drawbacks, by the way, of being as tall and long-limbed as Giannis is. It's not an accident that a lot of big men, a lot of long, like think of Will Chamberlain, players who are great in every other way have difficulty with free, free throw shooting. Something that is a static act and requires minimal motion. The simpler, the better at the free throw line. Keeping a shooting stroke compact for them is a challenge especially for someone who didn't develop a sound shooting stroke when they weren't seven feet tall with an eight-foot wingspan or whatever Giannis's reach is. Kevin Durant is actually a marvel in that he rarely has that problem. Now, the advantage he has is that he learned to shoot as a kid because he wasn't on the streets in Greece selling watches and handbags so his family could eat. Giannis wisely has simplified his routine over the last year or so from the multiple dribbles and the head down. It always cracked me up. He would, he would pantomime a shot, right? And he would eye the rim and he would go through his motion and then he'd get the ball and he'd dribble with his head down six or seven times and then he'd raise the ball into his shooting pocket and then as he started up, that's when he would start to sight the rim. Well, you got limbs in motion and now you're trying to find the rim in time to finish the shot it's it's problematic you can see why it would be problematic one dribble now this is his routine and it was one i would recommend for anybody one dribble to get into a flex position now get your eyes on the rim raise the ball to your shooting pocket while your knees are still bent and then shoot the shot in one motion. Everything coming up is one. You're going to get a little more power from your legs. And then your arm, you don't need any power from that. So now your arms and your wrist, all you got to do is keep those lined up. Those are just guiding the shot. Now, when Giannis is dialed, that's what he does. And by the way, if you're asking, you're wondering, like, Buker, like, why are you, are you an expert? Are you a shooting expert? No, I wouldn't say I'm a shooting expert. I would tell you that I have talked to countless shooting coaches because I didn't have that when I was a kid growing up and I grew up with a jacked up jump shot form and it's like a bad golf swing. I've worked on correcting it ever since and the one thing if my kids decided to play basketball, which both of them did, I was going to make certain that they had the fundamentals of a shot that they could grow old with. And I'm 
glad to report that's exactly what happened. But as a result, I've taken advantage of all of the connections I have in the NBA. If there's a shooting coach in the NBA, I guarantee you I've talked to him. Chances are I've worked with him. I've seen them work. May have even exchanged some videos of my kids and their shots. So when I talk about these things, it's because I know them intimately. Trust me. In any case, when Giannis is dialed, he does all that I just described. And that's not what he was doing against Philly. Here's the other effed up aspect of what Montrez Harold did. He assuredly lit a fire in Giannis for the next time he plays Philly. Maybe every time he plays Philly from here on out. Giannis isn't going to forget that Montrez was a knucklehead or that his knuckleheadedness resulted in Giannis being unfairly cast as an arrogant jerk who knocked over the arena crew's ladder and he had to clean up that mess. He had to expend energy defending himself and giving the entire story. Why? Because of Montrez Harrell. He's going to come back with a laser focus to make the Sixers pay for all of that. And Montrez isn't going to suffer the brunt because he barely plays. Which, in a way, is both a shame and a tell. It's a shame because he's the kind of hardworking big that teams normally covet. It's a tell because, in spite of that, He's on his sixth team in eight seasons and fourth in the last three. It's why teams frown upon bench players picking fights or talking trash in general, because they don't have to deal with the consequences. Montrez has made life more difficult for Embiid and the rest of the 76ers who now have to deal with an extra motivated Greek freak. And for what? Anyone who thinks Giannis is going to be afraid to go to the line the next time he plays the Sixers or in Philly because of what happened in the game or with the latter afterward hasn't been paying attention to Giannis's career. Not allowing Giannis to finish shooting his free throws in the Philly arena, the only thing that did was make Giannis mad. Nothing else. Accomplished nothing else. And Giannis takes challenges head on. He's out to prove he can be a good free throw shooter and a good shooter, period. And even as bad as he shot that night from the line, he didn't stop attacking the rim. He didn't stop trying to get to the line. His faith that I'm going to figure it out was unquenchable. So mark these dates on the calendar. March 4th and April 2nd. Unfortunately, we're not going to see the Bucks in Philly again this season unless it's in the playoffs. March 4th and April 2nd are when they meet in Milwaukee. But that should probably be good enough. They won't be back in Philly again unless they meet in the playoffs. And the Sixers and Montrez should hope that doesn't happen. Before I go, want you to check out my sponsor, Mizzen and Maine. That's M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N dot com. Holidays are coming up. And for my male listeners out there, if you want to guarantee that you're going to get something for Christmas or for the holidays, whatever holiday you may celebrate, drop a mizzenandmain.com hint to your significant other. 
It's fashionable men's clothing made out of performance wear material. And it's basically what I wear on TV every time I appear. Uh, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put out the latest batch of shirts I got. They've really added some really cool designs and patterns to their collection. But they've got slacks, they've got polos, they've got jackets. And just for my listeners, just to save you or that significant other a few bucks, use the promo code BUCHER35, B-U-C-H-E-R-3-5, to get $35 off your order. Mizzen and Main, M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com. I assure you, you're going to love what they have. All right, in the next episode, I will be getting to those warriors. And there's a lot to get to. It's already been an eventful season for them. And I don't know that anything is going to change. I would not expect them to hit the smooth sailing that they did last year. Far different. But there's a lot of elements going on within that team that are very interesting. And I will share what I've learned in the next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.